G'day everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Heat One Motorsports Speedway Podcast. Coming up on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the latest news around the Speedway world. Uh, We'll also be talking about the SGP2 qualifiers from a few weeks ago. A few of our young Aussie guys were riding in that. We have some rider reactions from them, as well as we talk about the 2024 SGP qualifiers as well that have just happened for next year. Uh, We will discuss our rider of the week and we will do a uh, Grand Prix preview for the Czech Republic Grand Prix happening this Saturday. All of that right after this. You are listening to the Heat One Motorsports Podcast. G'day guys, welcome back to another episode of the Heat One Motorsports Speedway Podcast. TW. You're back once again. Thanks for coming, mate. You're Appreciate welcome, mate. it. You're welcome. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good. You all right? I'm good. I, surely I must qualify for a second string now. Oh, I think, you know, my years playing soccer and football, you've got to play X amount of games to be able to play a final. Yeah, okay. You know, like you can't just bring in the best player <laughs> yep. for your grand final. Yeah, yeah, So I yeah. think you've definitely qualified now. You've, you've been in it enough. Yeah, the, sec- that, the British League run. Remember the reserve second string and heat leaders? Yes, yes. And I think I'm up in the... Second string, what are they, riders two and, two yes. and four? Yep, yep. So, um, I'm working my way up, eh? Hey? Well, wasn't it 19 – or oh, hang on, I'm thinking maybe Wimbledon, you come in on a two-point average as a as a Commonwealth rider. Yep. And by yep. the end of the year, you were number one. Yeah, I, probably. You're talking over 30 years ago now, but you – might, You might be sitting in this seat by the end of the year. Yeah, look out. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's a shame that Anders can't be here again. He's away in Tamworth on a, on a family holiday, so – Half his luck. Half, absolutely. I can't blame him. Yep. At the horse futurity. Yeah, for yeah. listeners who don't know what that is, it's like a horse show that they do the horse cutting and all sorts of, I don't really know all that much about it. I don't either, Anders mate. must consider himself a bit of a, bit of a cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. But yeehaw. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're working on a farm nowadays too. Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah. You're right. I do get in there, do a bit of work with the cows and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's got to be done. For sure. Got to be done. But what's been happening anyway? What's What's the latest in your world? I think a lot's happening, but le- but again, nothing really. No, yeah. no, just you know, going through the motions and doing the work thing, and yep. things haven't really changed too much. But on the other side of lots happening, all in the mind, really. I yeah. guess just thinking about I'm I'm planning retirement, mate. Yeah, right. Okay. I'm like yep. looking at five years. Yeah, jeez. And I've been told coming quick ex retirees, it don't just wake up one day and decide to retire. You got to plan it. Yeah, right. Okay. And plan it with your wife as well. Right. Yep. So. Sort of fill her in on what mm. your plans are. So. Yeah, okay. Um, well, what is the five-year plan? What are, you, what are you thinking? Just just the, give me a ballpark. Give me just a brief idea of what you want to do. Oh, yeah, well, five years more of mining, and um, I just want to have the time for, you know, all you guys, the mm. grandchildren. I want to, I'd love to get a caravan on water, or oh, yeah, a cruiser. A boat. Yeah, I'd like a boat that we can Ooh. we can cruise around the lake on mm. and just – do the, do our normal things. Get away when we want to yeah. get away, and yeah, maybe get over, get back to Europe one day. That that I'd also like that. Jeez, don't tease me like yeah. that. You reckon that'll happen? Well, you never know. Mm. You never know. But you got to plan these things. I mean, mine's going to me, mine now, all that stuff. Well, you know, there's every chance that you might have to come over with us for Heat One yeah, in the in well, the next couple of years. Maybe that's a possibility. That would be pretty cool. I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine Ginny getting on the plane with you though. 
You never know. She might <laughs> surprise us. Oh, I hope so. I, yeah. I think she'd, she'd absolutely love it. She would. Oh, you, she'd love it over You'd there. love to take her over there and, you know, show her the world and the, the life that you got to experience. Oh, all the all the beautiful people, of you know, all over there. We've yeah. Got We've got them everywhere in Poland, Germany, Sweden. Yeah, yeah. Obviously the UK. Mm. I've got another family over there, so. Yeah, okay. 100%. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. Unreal. And I did see, looked over your shoulder tonight before we started recording, you are looking at some boats on boat sales. Yeah, I'm planning it, mate. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. you you got you got to get it all in place. Yeah. No, just doing that, mate, and I'm, I'm waiting on my phone during any minute now with mm. the job I'm at. Is, is finishing up, you know, mining here in Australia is the company gets a lease off the government of so many hectares or acres that they can, you know, mine. Yep. Once that's exhausted, well, you know, they shut down and move somewhere else. So yeah, sure. There's over 200 of us that'll be moved on soon and yep. waiting for that phone call any minute. So yeah, okay. Yeah, life's cruising along. I bet you can't wait. Oh, to be honest, no. Because <laughs> I know I'm going to, like I said, I've got a five-year plan. and Yeah, yeah. Where I'm at now, there's only, you know, 40 of us per crew and mm. where I'm going to end up. There could be hundreds on the crew. Yeah, okay. You, know, you could walk past a bloke and not see him again for the rest of the day. Yeah, sure. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not in a hurry to leave. Mm, yeah, okay. where I'm at at the moment. Yeah, fair enough. I bet you're in a hurry to leave the mining industry. Oh, the mining industry and the you know the night the shift work. Yeah, you know I've been doing that more than I was racing speedway. True. Is that 18, right. Eighteen. I'm in my eighteenth year. Shift work. Has it aged you more than Speedway did? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I bet it did. <laughs> and knocking me around too. I bet you don't get anywhere near as many injuries though. No, no, just... It, but still hard on your body. It is, yeah. Yeah. yeah and and hard up here too in the, yeah. in the head. It's, it's shocking. Yeah, for sure. I don't blame you. For sure. And how about you? What have you been? Oh, well, actually, sorry. It's Friday. <laughs> Happy Friday to all the listeners out there. Hope you's uh, having a had a fantastic week and... Yeah, you've got a water because yeah. you've got a bit of hay fever, unfortunately. Oh, hay but, fever, mate. Oh, this is good. Mm. But um, no, nah, it was a good working week for myself. Yeah. Uh, had a very average Wednesday night. Did you? Yes. Because um, for all the listeners that don't know, I'm a diehard rugby league fan. The Blues. I absolutely love my Newcastle Knights. <laughs> and every year we have a state of origin, New, uh, Queensland versus uh, New South Wales, oh, yeah. and we got... It was a horrible game to Terrible. watch. Yeah, we uh, didn't do too well. New South Wales got uh, a bit of a spanking. Uh, yeah, I was not happy at all. I had a bunch of friends over and I just could It was hard to watch. It was just, I did not once feel, even when New South Wales were in front, mm. I did not once feel comfortable. They were clunky, mate. Clunky. They looked like they had never played together. Yet this and this is, is, for our European listeners, this, mm. this game we're talking about, it's probably mm. our biggest sporting spectacle of the year. Absolutely, without a doubt, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, you the state get, versus state. Yeah, state versus state. It's the pinnacle. Excuse me. It's the mm. pinnacle of rugby league. Yeah, you know, you know, you'd argue that AFL is quite big in in Victoria sure. and, and places like that. But yeah, the the state of origin is by far the pinnacle of the sport. Yeah, you, you'd say it's the it's better quality generally than rugby world cups, rugby league world cups. Oh yeah, absolutely. More passionate the players, etc. Oh, there's just a deep, there's a deep ingrained. Hatred, mm. you would say, between Queenslanders and, and New South Wales, New South Welshmen come state of origin time. For sure. So, no, the, the Blues got Did you see Phil, Phil Gould uh, put out the statistics? Oh, okay. Apparently it broke all the records. And, and this game was played in Adelaide. Yes, yep. It wasn't even played in our state of Queensland. Apparently all viewers and whatever else, it's, it's broken all the records. So Yeah, right. It sets up game two pretty, pretty cool. Game two in, in Queensland. Queensland. Mm. So it's going to be a hard one for us. And I think we're struggling. Yeah, not ideal, not ideal. Yeah. But it just makes me wonder, like, 
the, the, how is that that passion? It's deeply ingrained in a lot of a lot of the New South Welshmen and Queenslanders. Did they ever do a state of origin inverted commas or a, a New South Wales versus Queensland speedway matches? I believe they did. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever been part of one. Right. Okay. But yeah, I believe I'm pretty sure Mick Holder was quite involved with it. Now, okay. Only a handful of years ago. Right. Okay. Oh, yeah, so more recently. Done, yeah, they've yeah, okay. they've done a New South Wales Queensland. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. And that would be the the six rider format league style. I believe match. so, mate. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't tell you of concrete, but I believe so. Yeah. And you know. It would be it'd be awesome to make it a a yearly thing like mm. State of Origin is. Yeah. Even better to do a a, a tri series three three meetings. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You know, go one step further and give the boys blue Kevlars versus maroon <laughs> Kevlars. Like, yeah. wouldn't that just be awesome to watch? Hundred yeah, percent. You know, I just how, for, for just for the Speedway fans in Australia because mm. we don't get much here, do we? But we tell you what, we have Victorians. We Speedway, we've got it spread out. Yes. Yep. We've got a fantastic. Victorian riders, mm-hmm. even South Aussie. So, yeah, yep. yeah it'd, maybe we could do like a state versus state thing. Well, I'm trying to think of, um, oh, I think the the cricket, um, they, they they do state versus state yep. in the Australian cricket. They, um, Geez, when you think of some of the best uh, Victorian riders mm-hmm. in, in history, yep. name name a couple. Who who was the who was the Mildura, the Mildura born riders? Well. You firstly think of the Crump family. Yep. Yep. Obviously. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and obviously Lee the Adams, Adams family. Yep, yep. The Adams family. <laughs> oh, that didn't come out right. Sorry, Lee. Yeah. Kylie. <laughs> um, yeah. And they're all there. Lemo. Yeah. Yep. Um, Linesy. Joseph yep. Lines. They've got a rich history. So yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You'd have to include the Victorians. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but and like, I just think it'd be so cool. Like, get that get that rivalry between states again, mm-hmm. whether it's football or, or speedway. Yeah. I think it'd be an awesome spectacle. Yeah, for sure. And you know, say that they they do it at Curry Curry. There's no reason why they wouldn't sell that place out. Sure. Or Brisbane, you know, Darcy mm-hmm. might Darcy could organise something like that. Just be amazing, an awesome spectacle. Would be cool. You know, for example, uh, Darcy Ward could be the Queensland manager. There you go. He's the Billy Slater. You might put your hand up and be the Freddie Fittler I'll be, of uh, I'll be Freddie. of New South Wales. Oh, I'll be battling against Mickey Holder and, oh, and Craig Boyce there. Yeah, I think true. they deserve it well before me. Oh, aren't they doing amazing things for the sport? So good. Speedway experience are mm. literally teaching these juniors everything and get, getting them prepared yep. for that next step. Certainly. Um, you know, James Pearson is one that comes to mind. Yep. He, he, he did a lot of work with... Um, he rode a lot uh, in Speedway Experience with, with Boise and, yep. and Mick Holder. So, yep. well, shall we get into some uh, some of the latest news? For sure. Latest news around the sport. Now, this is no secret. Go on. Okay, this is obviously big news. It's been around for the last couple of days. Uh, 21, sorry, 21, 2020 mm-hmm. world champion, yep. Artem Laguda, signs for Kings Lynn yep. as yeah, their good. new number one. Fantastic. Isn't that just what the the bit of a boost that British Speedway needed? I seen a post on, I think it was on a Twitter, Twitter feed um, from Kings Lynn Stadium, and there was a photo of the of the um, of the crowd lining up. Yes, okay. Yeah, right out through to the car park. I did see that. Yeah, straight and, out, and then down the road. Yeah, and the quote was the the Artem effect. Effect. Yeah, of course. Yeah, or the right. Gouda effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. How cool! So just awesome. that one man, that awesome. one boy can. Oh, he's a man. <laughs> Um, 
can can do that. For he's a, a he's a bums on seats rider. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And you know it, it's a shame because he actually rode last night or early hours of this morning, yeah. and they they didn't do too well um, against Sheffield. They got they got spanked. But mm. you know it it's it's his first ride in the UK. Ever or for a long time? I yeah, can't remember not, exactly his past in the UK. I can't either, mate. He's well after my time, but, um, you know, it's awesome for Britain. Perfect what British Speedway need right yeah, now. Yeah, for and, sure. And backing up, you know, the safe outnoffs and the doyles there still. Yes. Yep. Also, I think I got it wrong. It might be 2021. Jeez, I can't even remember now. I think it's 21. Yeah, 21. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Scrap that 2020. He's yeah. the 2021 world champion. Um, I just think it's it's awesome. And, you know, especially when the huge signing in Nicky Pedersen, like that was fantastic signing, yep. you know, and even uh, even though of Nicky's age, he was still riding well, mm. you know, and obviously that didn't that didn't pan out too well. Yep. But you know, Artem Laguda arguably uh, could could if he was in the Grand Prix, mm. he would be one of those blokes still putting it uh, putting it to Smarslik. A hundred percent, yeah. And we need that. We need we need them, don't we? We need the Sofitnov back yep. there too. It's and well, the scary thing is is for the opposition we've. Emil and Laguda going to British Speedway, it's going only going to make them better riders. Yes, for sure. 100% better mm. riders. Gives them that extra um, type of track to, to put their skills to and yeah, they're only going to come out at the British Speedway better than they are. Well, so. um, just early hours of this morning, uh, Ipswich took on Wolverhampton. I've seen a clip. Oh, I've seen a hit 15, I think, with Doyley and and, and Emil versus yep. um, Sammy and who was the other a Wolves rider? Oh, was well. It, could have been Rory, was it? Could have been Rory or it could have been Luke Becker. Um, yeah, I, I, can't, I can't remember exactly who was in Heat 15, but, geez, they, they put a good score on him. Well, I think... Wolves did so well. Doyley was leading this one race that I've seen and, and Sam was all over him yep, trying yep. to pass him. Yep, yep. Nearly got, got beside him, done the, done the typical corner two switchback. Yes, yep. There's a typical corner there. Yep. That all the Wolverhampton boys know. Yep. And he nearly pulled it off. Yeah, right. But he actually balked himself. Yeah, and he let... Oh mate, come up behind and him. And Emil Fudinov, yeah. Well, this is this is the thing with world class riders at that extra level as Emil is. Mm. He's there to pounce. Yeah, okay. Yep. He's there to pounce. And if Sam hadn't made that move to pass Jason, yep, I'd say Emil probably wouldn't have got him. Yeah, okay. But you know, uh, Sammy had to try. Yep. And unfortunately, he, he lost out, and yeah. Emil come past him. But fantastic racing. I mean, all the Aussies rode extremely well, um, and there's so many Aussies in that uh, in that Wolverhampton side. You know, with Rory, mm. Sam, uh, Ryan Douglas. Yep. Um, it's just it w- it's awesome to see because I'm, I'm pretty sure from memory, Wolverhampton were tipped to be the Wooden Spooners. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And then and uh, Ipswich with obviously Doyley and and Emil, they were going to be they're going to win. Yeah. And then tell you what, it, they it was a, such a it's it's so nice to see that as much as I love. Doyley and Emil, mm. you come to Wolverhampton on a tricky track. We yep. all know how tricky and technical it is. You can't just be anyone mm. and rock up at Wolverhampton, Wolverhampton. and ride well. Absolutely You've got to not. know that place. My word, like Sam and and the rest of those Wolves boys do. Yeah, hundred percent. And I was, I was sort of surprised how well Emil went because it's it's, it's so far removed from European tracks, yep. Yep. Polish tracks, what Emil's used to, mm-hmm. and to see him actually pass Sam Masters yep. at Wolverhampton. That's pretty special. Yeah, okay. Just to get, I know Sam balked himself by trying to pass another world class rider in our own doily. Yep, yep. He hindered himself, but um, yeah, Emil's, you know, getting back into the Grand Prix. Look yep. out. Uh, okay, just just off the cuff, quick question: If Emil was in the Grand Prix series today, is he would he be a genuine title threat? Um, 
You can't say no. Yeah. You can't I, say no. I agree with you. Who, who knows? Still, Smarslek still seems to be just that step above everybody else yep. in every aspect. Yep. Most, most, for me, mostly in the mind, he's just so dominant. He's just so confident. But, um, yeah, Amos, he would he would be there. Yeah, okay. And I think I think Smarslet needs them. Yeah, right. He needs them back there. Yeah, okay. For sure. Oh, he... He definitely needs someone to give him a kick up the ass, you know, in the Grand Prix to sort of get him going. I mean, Doyley's riding extremely well in the Grand Prix. It's so unfortunate what happened yep. in both finals. Yep. You know, Freddie's riding out of his skin too. Hey, young Jack could be could be the next one to push him as well. Well, Jack just he just got a maximum, didn't he, at Kings Lynn the other night? He did. Yeah, put yeah. it to Laguda so and, and those boys. Yeah, absolutely. So the Prague coming looks looks oh, good. Can't wait. Mm. Cannot wait. We will be getting to Prague very okay. soon. Uh, also, some uh, other news. So I didn't realize this. I was listening to a podcast. I believe it was the the official British Speedway podcast yep. with Ian Brennan. Yeah. Uh, I heard that the Plymouth Gladiators have reportedly signed Artem. Okay. And loaned them to Kings Lynn. Yep. Due to I don't know if the correct terminology here, but due to lack of visa spots for uh, permanent signed riders yep. that each club gets designated to. Yep. But uh, it might be a different rule if he's a loaned rider. Sure. You know, so from what I uh, from what I gathered, so Alex Brady, who's the, the manager for Kings Lynn, yep. I don't know if he's got in contact with Plymouth or, or vice versa or how it started. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so anyway, Plymouth signed Laguda. Yep. So how funny is that? You know, Plymouth Gladiators in the championship have signed a 21 world champion Speedway rider, yeah. you know, it wouldn't that be cool to see? I don't know. Maybe if you brought him back for a meeting or two to ride in the championship, that'd be quite funny. But that's, I mean, that's smart. I think it's well, it's great yeah. that, that other British clubs helping in different in different tiers, tiers. Uh, different leagues are helping each other. Yeah, yeah, it's it's smart. It's, mm. it's great, great, great for the sport. Great for the, absolutely British Speedway need it. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Clubs are bloody closing. Yeah, they have been for de- they're losing them. Yeah, I know. Too quickly. Dropping like flies. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. I um uh, also got here, Kai Thompson has also signed for Kings Lynn. Yep. All right, so Kai Road uh, rides for Edinburgh Monarchs okay. in the championship. Yep. So he'll be debuting with the pre- in the premiership. He actually rode extremely well early hours this morning, got a handful of points, uh, which is absolutely unreal. Um, but that just means with, with, with Artem and Kai Thompson coming into the side, it means – our very own Joshy Pickering yeah. and Christoph Kasperzak are currently without a spot. Yeah. Now, the mail is Joshy isn't losing his spot for good. Sure. they Alex Brady is going to keep him within the side or to some degree a role with the club. Yeah, cool. Until he's fit again. Yep. And then, you know, you would, you would hope that he gets a spot back in the team. For sure. Uh, don't know how that's going to go. <laughs> did, you, did you see the, the picture Joshy Pickering put up on his socials a couple of days ago? I didn't, mate, no. It was the photo that the pre the the preseason photo where they get all the captains and they line yeah. them up and they got the trophy there. Mm-hmm. Well, he's photoshopped his face on every single one of them, <laughs> and he said, "What colours do I look best in?" Yeah, I like <laughs> it. yeah good so, on him. Sort of like stirring the pot a bit, like yeah. you know, I might be without a club here. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so pretty funny from Pico. I thought that was um hundred percent. That was unreal. Nice one. Uh, well, from the UK to Sweden, another big news: Mikael Mikkelsen mm-hmm. signs a short-term deal with Vastavik. Replacing Freddie Lindgren. Morgan Anderson using his magic again. Pulling some strings and he? <laughs> pulling them well. Uh, that's a good signing. Yeah, isn't it? unreal. So good. And we obviously all know that Freddie was only short-term yes. signing because yep. Chris still out injured, Chris Holder. Yep. 
Um, but tell you what, you're not you're not doing uh, you're not doing too bad if you're replacing Chris Holder with Freddie and then Freddie with Mikael Mickelson. Yeah, how good. And he, and he smashed it too, didn't he, in the he first one? paid maximum, I believe. Yeah, how good. Uh, it was a bit of a whitewash, I think, when Vastavik took on Ross Pagana mm-hmm. last night or two nights ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a cricket score. But, yep. I mean, it's it, – I, I love when when people like Morgan, they're able to pull the strings in the right direction and get world-class signings. It's, it's awesome to That's see. That's Morgan. He's been in the game for a long, long time. Yeah. He helped. Sam Ermolenko, myself and Craig Boyce back in 91. Right, We okay. all met him. 91. Back in 91. Right, okay. Count those years back. Yep. So Morgan's been around a long time and he he's and he's just such a likeable bloke. Yes. Like he just gets on with everybody. Yep. Yeah, and all the riders obviously. Yep. Yeah, he's he's, he's great. So mm. fantastic for Vestavik. Yep. To, to grab Mikko like that. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, down in the championship, the Edinburgh Monarchs National Development League rider, 28-year-old Aussie Dale Wood. So I knew of Dale, yeah. you know, just from locally. I've just heard his name thrown around, racing at Curry and a few other places. He's from Wagga. Yep. From Wagga Wagga. And 28-year-old. Late starter. Late starter. Yeah, yeah okay. apparently uh, only started racing Speedway a handful of years ago. Okay. So he's yeah he races in the, the Edinburgh Monarchs National Development League, which is the third tier of British Speedway. Sure. And he actually swaps places with fellow Aussie Jacob Hook. Young fellow, yep. Uh, so Hook rode, rode in the championship side. But he's been riding in both. Yeah, I know. You know, yep. so uh, so now they've they've officially swapped. I don't know for how long. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that means. Whether yeah. whether Hookie's allowed to come back up and ride in the championship. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm not sure. So two Aussies there doing the swap, but they're both staying with Edinburgh. They're yep. both still got a club, so they're not nice. without clubs. That's always yep. good. Yep. Um, a bit of injury news too. Oh, mm-hmm. This is actually quite funny. I I fo- I'm on a Facebook page called Speedway Friends. Yes, and it's got the fifteen thirteen thousand people it's yeah. it's they're posting regularly and it's yeah, a lot yeah. of info on there a lot of good info yep. it's a lot of shit but it's, it's a lot of good info <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and uh benjamin basso was racing for peterborough against leicester a couple of days ago yeah. and he had to withdraw from the meeting was this in peterborough oh i believe it would be yeah yep. and he he withdrew from the meeting because he broke his finger due to shale flying shale yeah, ouch now your speedway riders don't use bark busters you know, like a lot of us motocross boys, yep. we like bark busters. Yes. Have you ever had a hand injury from flying debris or shale or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, but just bruising. I haven't obviously haven't broken anything. Yeah, but okay. yeah, bru- oh yeah, your fingers copper flowing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, but and the photo looked pretty shocking. Like his his finger blew up and it was a oh, big, did it? it was a bit looked like a purple pool ball. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, snooker ball. Yeah. Um, and you know there was a lot of comments on this page. You know, he's soft. He's you know, it's just shale it's just dirt like obviously from non-riders mm. you know that have no idea yeah <laughs> anyway so i've i took a photo of these gloves right in front of you there P- they are. pull them up and and show the camera point them at the camera there look at them look at them bad boys now you know what the best part about them is yeah how old are they do you reckon oh that's a good that's a question that's well, a good question that's that for me that's a 20 20 years easy right okay possibly 25 years give, give us a look at these check them out so for all the listeners at home who's not watching on YouTube, these are the Wolf Sport wig style. Wig style. Wig style. Would you you, you would say they're they're essentially long track gloves, grass yeah, track that, gloves. I would say Wiggies Wiggies had them made through Wolf Sport for grass and long track. Now they are. I'll just show the camera. It's like see see if see if the listeners can hear this. 
No, I can't really tell, but they're like a hard, hard plastic around the, the top of your hand and all the way fingers. over your fingers. They wouldn't be the prettiest looking gloves, but look how practical they are. That's right. That, 100%. I, I wore them. Once I found that, found them, I yeah. yeah, I was in them all the time. Right, they're so brand spankers. Never, well, I was about never to say, used. twenty years old, and look here, everyone, they still got the tags on them. Oh, Wiggy, wow, he was a smart man, Simon. Yeah, unreal. Because he was how many time world champion was he in long track? Oh, yeah, I'm not sure. He was yeah, a few. Well, it actually, says on the wrist cuff there. It actually oh, it says it? world champion. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. So hey, you know, oh, Wiggy was ahead of his time too. They all say Tony Ricardson was. Well, Wiggy was before Tony. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, Wiggy had some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, Ben Basso, mate, you, you need some gloves, mate. You you know where to find these ones. My word. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm I'm sure Wolf Sport's still getting around. I don't know. I presume they would be. Yeah, well, They're right into into motocross gear. I was going to say we had your Wolf Sport uh, white and purple shirt behind us uh, last episode. Yeah. Um. Just off the top of your head, I remember there was a couple of other guys wearing Wolf Sport when you were wearing them because you, you had the two-piece suit. I did. I'd give it a go for a while. Yeah. I'd give it a go for a while. Um, I'm not sure. Matty Fersion. Yeah, yeah. That rings a bell. All of us Oxford fellows did for a while. Oh, okay, yep. Yeah, I think the Silver Machine. Oh, of course. Nigel Wagstaff. Yes, yes. Um, he was promoting at Kings Lynn. Yeah, right, okay. Um, and he'd come to Oxford. I'm sure they were all in two-piece. That does ring a bell. I believe yeah. they would have been, yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is some time ago, you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're, you're really going back into the memory, <laughs> um, yeah, aren't you? I'm battling. But see, Wolf Sport from memory, were, there were a motocro- a British motocross brand. I believe so. And and you – do you remember how that come about? Like I remember – I think through, Mar- through Cocker. Marvin through Cox. Marvin Cox. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think Marvin was, was good good friends with the company. Yeah. And I think Marvin got me in contact with the Wolf Sport family and, yeah – um, end up using the gear, mm. and obviously that connection through Wiggy, yes, the, through the gloves, yes, yep, yeah. So I found it more it, again. I don't think it doesn't suit Speedway. Yeah, okay. If, you are, if I, you know, in hindsight now, right, I don't think the two piece suited. I th- yeah, I remember Greg probably started at first, maybe. Oh, I believe with Greg, Troy Leedy's on it. He was, yeah, yeah. That rings a bell. Yeah, I think Greg Greg brought it in. Yep. Um, but I, I I'm I'm old school. Yeah, okay. I, I like the, the one piece looks better. But yeah, right, yeah. But, um, it was know, definitely more motocross style, though. For sure. And and I remember um, being motocross style. You didn't have zippers in your arms, mm-hmm. and they the the um, the pants tapered down, so yes. your boots could go over them. Sure. But I remember you always got the zippers installed in them, so you could take your elbow guards on and off. I struggled with um, arm pump. Yeah, I okay. was terrible. Right. Yeah. So I I just I used to use um, a lot of the boys, and I presume they do nowadays. The body armor they use. Yep. Their elbow guards and shoulder guards are all built into their back protectors. Oh, okay, yes. And um, but like, of course, I struggled so badly with arm pump. I used, to, I, I would want to get all that off in between races. Right. Okay. And and so I'd I'd use just normal foam elbow guards, yep. and I just I asked the company just to put some zips in for me. Yeah, yeah. So in between heats, I could just unzip and just pull my elbow guard out. Yeah. Just let my arms breathe and just just dangle your arms by your dangle. side. Get the blood pumping <laughs> oh, into them terrible. again. Oh, it's shocking. Hey, I'm no by no means professional bike rider, but mm. I go on a ten minute bike ride. Yeah. And my arms are pumping. It's it, ridiculous. I think it's all in the mind too. You know, a lot of a lot of riders in the world have arm pump issues. Yeah. Yep. But you think about us, speedway riders. We're mm. only we're only on the bike for sixty seconds a race. Yeah. So how in the hell did I? For for sixty seconds, mm. end up with arm pump. Yeah, it's it's uh, okay. I remember going in some meetings. You have six rides, you have six wins, and you would get off the bike not even sweating, and yep. your arm pump wouldn't even come into it. So yeah, to right. me, that was a, it was a mental thing. Yes, okay. 
you know, but then again, I, so I'm hanging on too tight and I'm not breathing correctly. All yep. that is part of it. Yeah, okay. And I remember having a chat to um, our local, well, Supercross rider and motocross rider, Craig Anderson. Yes, yep. He's not competing professionally anymore in our days, but he's he's coaching yep. our motocross up-and-coming boys. Mm-hmm. Um, cousin of Chad Reed. Yep. Most people would know Chad Reed from the World Supercross, and I asked him, him our, our kids go to the same school. Yep, yep. Young bud. Yep. He goes with, with Ando's kids, and I bump into Ando here, uh, here, there, and everywhere, and with school carnivals, and both boys play soccer, and I asked him one day about arm pump. Mm. He said he never got it. Craig he, never got it. Nor Chad. Oh, nor Chad. I, I think, how can you ride a 20-minute moto? Uh, 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 yeah. and and how do they not get I said I, I ride a 60 second race and yeah. I get arm pump on, on, a, on a flat slick track a, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's right. that, that, I thought that was pretty cool when Craig yep. told me that I thought wow well, you're joking so it's I guess too like because it's 60 seconds there's that much adrenaline pumping through your body for that 60 seconds mm. so you're literally you're holding on for 60 seconds you're holding you're your not breathing no, you're, you're not, not breathing whereas these motocross boys 20 minute motos plus a lap or two yeah. they've got it They've got to work into the race. They've got yeah. to ease into it. Yeah, they, they must do. They must do. Like mm. you know, that's the only way I can explain it is for that sixty seconds. It's a sprint. Mm. Yeah. So, if was, so if I'd imagine you know Usain Bolt. Did he ever breathe? Like he it Probably, took him no, nine seconds. Not. Yeah, definitely not. Nine seconds to get to the other end of the line. Mm. You know, I think that's you know sixty seconds for us. Yeah. You just hold your breath and yeah. go as hard as you can. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, but yeah, it's it it it, it obviously was a mental thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But um, I I always uh, remembered watching the Grand Prix as a kid. Um, I'd always noticed that Nicky Pedersen was a bloke that would always mm. um, unzip his his sleeves yep. and roll his arms out, and he would have ice packs yep. on his arms. I felt him on it. And he's a three time world champion, champion, and he suffers from arm pump, yep. and obviously bad enough to, yeah. to put ice packs. Yeah, on. Yeah, I know. Nicky suffered from it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Hundred percent. I was so jealous of riders mm. that didn't suffer it. I I used to watch Tony and Lee and all those boys get off the bike in between heats, not even take their gloves off their hands. Yeah, right. Like I couldn't wait to strip off and get in an ice bath yeah, just to yeah, cool yeah. down for the next race. Yes, yeah. And these boys would just get off their bikes, they'd pull their helmet off with their gloves on mm. and just in leave their gloves and their, leave their full body suit on everything. I'm thinking, how do you do that? Because they're the blokes that get off the bike and they're not breaking a sweat. No. Off to, onto the next one. That, I was jealous of that. Yeah, right. Fully jealous of that. What about, did you have that same uh, mentality though in your first career in between 88 and 91, 92? Yeah, well, good question. Probably not. Not that I – because that's going back 30 years. Yeah, yeah. No, those first four years was – yeah, I was just a young kid yep. going hard. Mm. I don't recall that. But yep. but coming back, I, I suffered badly. Yeah, And, right. and Nicky did – quite a lot, a lot of boys do. And f- I could be wrong, but I've heard that there was some sort of surgery you could, you could get done to your forearms. Is that right? I believe so. I don't know anything about it, but yep. I think Nicky had it done. Right, okay. I think – um, I've seen a few of the MotoGP boys have had it done over the years. Yeah, okay. The road racing boys. Yes, yep. Um, I don't know what it does or what they do, but yeah. But I also have heard that it doesn't work all the time. Oh, okay. I, I've heard that story. So I, I, I don't know, but yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I mean, we always talk about how um, speedway, like no brakes, no gears, mm-hmm. the, the power to weight ratio of these bikes is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So, you know one could argue that Speedway, for that 60 seconds, the bike is pulling your arms out of your sockets harder than what a 450 motocross bike would be doing. Yeah, possibly. I just think our bikes are just so unpredictable. Yes. You know? Especially um, with the lay-down engines, you know? Well, well nowadays, yeah, they're, they're, running them, they're running them flat on the... Sorry, I'll stop you there. Did you see Scott Nichols crash? 
I've seen the photos. Oh, mate, <laughs> poor thing. Yeah. Uh, he got up and walked away, dusted it Thankfully. off. The old grey fox, good on him. Thankfully. Yeah, <laughs> and oh, I just saw that. Uh, that's just that the lay down bike, how they just they pick up drive and take off. It's just it's dangerous. Yeah, they, they just you just don't know when, when they're riding, running at you know, 10,000 plus RPM. Yeah, yeah. 500cc mm. and the wheel just gets a little bit of traction or just slips into a rut. Yep. Well, you've got to be prepared for that. And you, mm. So more or less you are hanging on yep. hanging on for, lo- for dear life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For 60 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. Literally. So no wonder the arm pump comes into it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, we've got a bit sidetracked yeah. there. So, sorry, guys. But no, it's very insightful. Like it's arm pump's a real thing. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's one of those things where 90% of riders would, would suffer from it. 100%. And, you know, absolutely. your blokes like Ando and, and Chad Reed, like they're just they're – just, uh, once in a generational type of rider where it just doesn't affect them. No, no. Well, it, it, it didn't affect the world like Ricardson and Lee mm. and, and Jason. I never re- recall them yeah. complaining about it. And I would love to know, do you reckon Smarzik would suffer from it? I've never seen him on telly with... Well, just what you you watch him next time on the... And he, he's always got his gloves on, always. That's the sort of the key. You, you yeah. Follow the you follow Scotty around in the pit, Scotty Nichols, yeah. and just, just keep your eye on the riders that have got their gloves on. They get take their helmet off directly after a race, yep. put the helmet down, and just see whether they've got their gloves yeah, off or water, okay. whether they're stripping off. Yep. It gives you a hint whether they're struggling or not. Yeah, yep. Um, I remember, I think Darcy. Yep. I think he was just didn't bother him. Yeah, okay. When's the next race? Yeah, that's right. Like... So cool. Um, just back on the on we talk about leathers and different suits and whatnot, uh, and you touched on the Troy Lee design from Greg Hancock. Yeah. Do you remember when Greg and Billy first come over? Yeah. And they were they were the was it Exide Batteries? Yeah, they the, got the together, pair mate. sponsored. Yeah. Geez, they were pretty cool. That, <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. That they did look good. They looked unreal. And then they were the two boys that went to that spacey look with the 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 front the front uh guard there was all rounded and fiberglass and the, yeah. the rear was at a, a funny pointed angle and they, they tried to start something a bit different there, didn't they? As compared to the more conventional bikes that you guys are riding. Yeah, I think I think Billy was more over that, more than so than Greg. Okay, yep. Where the bike, I don't know whether it was fiberglass or what it was, but they he didn't have any of the covers at all. Oh, right. Everything was sort of all moulded over the yes, front yep. and the back and even the sides. Yeah. Was all modern. Yeah, it was different. It looked yeah, cool. Yeah, it was. Is and you, you don't really see that often these days. Everyone looks Not more uniform. Mm. You know, I, I mean, as far as the shape of of everything. Yeah, but yeah. I, just from memory, I just remember those those two boys and the Exide batteries, and even yourself and Craig Boyce with Skilled. Oh, we done something small out here in Australia. Yep. Yeah, with with Gresham. Yes. Yeah, yep. Steve Steve Purchase and Vanessa who, who um, promoted Oxford when yeah. we were there, and Jason was here and Lee. You say that because um, there you go. Vanessa saw this. She was watching. And she? she saw that. She says, "Oh my gosh, look at that yeah, absolute the, the Oxford cheaters." Yeah, exactly. And look here. There you go. Look at that JT commercial sponsorship. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm. Actually, I had some when I my very first uh, Instagram post I put up. Mm. Someone wanted to buy it. Oh really? Yeah, I said I can't sell it to you, mate. No, <laughs> absolutely not. That's that's priceless to us. Yeah, how cool is that? That's a an Oxford cheaters vest. Mm-hmm. So with a a local pool supporter sponsorship. Yeah, right. So JT Commercials. Yep. Van and Truck Hire. They're um they're down in pool. Yeah, okay. In Dorset. Yeah, right. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Them sponsoring the Oxford Cheaters. Yeah, unreal. Absolutely. Obviously, obviously, good mates with Vanessa and Steve. Yeah, and yeah. pool at the time were the powerhouse. Oh, they have been for, yeah, forever. For as long as I can remember. Forever. Yeah. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. But yeah, I, I just think of those the the Billy and Greg, the Oxide boys, and then I think of yourself and Craig when you were doing the skilled thing. There was a th- there was another 
bloke's done it before us. Just after Lee and after um, Billy and Greg. Yep. You remember who that was? Ooh, who, which sponsor are we talking about? Owen, brother, Owen Brothers. Oh, um, Laramski. Yep. Yeah, Owen Brothers. Uh, ooh, uh, Lee Adams? Yep. Yes, That's right. Yeah, okay, yeah. wow. Jeez, I, I don't know where I pulled that out of. Yeah, there's yeah. been a few. Right, okay. There's more. Uh, oh, I can imagine um, in the early 2000s, Select. Yeah. Remember Select? Yeah. Blue and Yellow used to sponsor Tony Ricardson and Sebastian Womack. That's right. They wore the yellow and blue in the GP. I remember. There was another one. Honestly, I'm pulling all these memories out of my ass because I was a kid when all this happened. Um, you were in the. I remember we were in the Grand Prix and you and Anders were in the van playing the PlayStation. You couldn't give a shit, could we? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was in there racing. Yeah. And in the World Championship, and you boys were in the PlayStation yeah. in the back of the van. I'd I'd come back to the van after the meeting. You say, "How'd you go, Dad?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got third place. Oh, cool. Keep yeah. playing. <laughs> Um, so there was one more there, in that I, era? No, I know it. I know it. It's uh, it was it Jason Crump? Yep. And Christoph Sigelski. As yeah, and there was a third member to that team. Uh no, that's as far I as I think Jimmy mind. Nielsen might have been with Crumpy first. He was too. Was he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. L N B Polish. They were blue and orange. Yeah. From memory. I think a Polish sponsor there somewhere. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well there you go. Yep. Jeez, I'm that's some that's some memories there. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, yeah. But in saying that, you were the only one that sported the white. I know we've said that on the podcast Classic a few times. Well, I mean, in the early, early 90s, there was probably a fair few of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, in the second half of your career, there's not many people that went down the white route. Well, there's, this is something I've told a few people, but I think I'm, I'm sort of recognised as the white um, with most people with the red and blue stripe across the, yes. across the leg. Down the leg, yep. But I wasn't, I wasn't the originator of that, of that design at uh, all. Okay. I got that from um, Bruce Pennell. Oh, American ball champion. Bruce started that. From, I, I got that off Bruce. Bruce came to Sydney. I think Ivan Major brought Bruce to Sydney when Bruce had retired. Yes. Um, and he was at the showground, I believe. Yep. And he had a suit made for him. Okay. And if you people Google um, Bruce in Sydney with all the majors, you'll probably see a photo of him sitting on a bike. Yeah, okay. With that design. With the red and blue stripe across the leg and everything. It might have been slow. I changed it a little bit. Yeah, okay. But it was basically the, the, the basics of it come mm. from a Bruce Panhall right. um, race suit design after he'd retired. Yeah, Something okay. he had made come yep. for Australia. Yeah, right. See, well before my time, I've yeah. only ever seen photos. Mm-hmm. Um, but see, I always think of um, Hans Nielsen. He had the full black, yep. didn't he? And he looked yep. that looked good too. Yeah. Um, geez, there's so ma- so many other going sidetracked. Oh yeah, no, sorry, sorry guys, <laughs> we're getting very sidetracked. Just walking down memory lane. Yeah. Um, but back to what's happening now. Yeah. Uh, the SGP two qualifier. So I touched on this last uh, last week, uh, but I've got a couple of the the audios from some of the young Aussie boys that rode. Yeah, good. On um, so we obviously know Keenan Rue won his event, and he's actually competing tomorrow night in the um, SGP two at the Marquetta and in Czech Republic. Yep. But some of the other Aussie boys, Jacob Hook, who we spoke about before, yes. rides for Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, he rode in the Crisco qualifier. Yep. Um, he had uh, five points with a, a second, a last, a last, a second, a third. Mm-hmm. So five points, uh, you know, missed out, but would have been a great experience for him. My word. Uh, that, absolutely. Uh, then uh, Legno under 24 extra league rider, Maurice Brown, yep. a young Aussie guy. He was also in the, the Crisco um, event and he scored six points at yeah. a couple of good second places and you know he he wasn't he wasn't too 
dishappy with his performance, yeah, you know. But, I mean, it's all stepping stones yeah. for these guys. And I've, I've actually got some uh, audio from Maurice Brand. I contacted him and uh, got him to send me through a message on just how his, yeah. his night went and uh, if he was happy with his performance or whatnot. So I will just play that now and it should come through your speakers. Yeah, no, the meeting went fine. Um, you know, the body felt good. The bikes were feeling good. Um, I was on the setup. Had a bit of pace and um, was just trying to work out, um, you know, how to get the bike to stop spinning a bit. But it was okay. And um, we come out with a, a good position for me first year in the qualification. So hopefully I'll be back in it next year and um, get a bit better result. And hopefully you can make it through the series. But yeah. More coming. Also been having a bit of rough patch with my scores in the league and that. But um slowly working at it and uh, getting there and getting more points and more points each time I ride. So, yeah, it's been good. So by the sounds of it, it he, he's talking about next year, hopefully having a better go. So he might be he might be 18, he might be 19. He yeah. might have a few few bites at the cherry. And like you said, he just wants to improve. Six points isn't too bad. That's for the middle of the middle of the pack. And it's a foreign place for him. Yes. Like, it's a long way to go down to Kruska. Yep, yep. Big, big, fast, open track too for So you, you rode there? I've rode Kruska quite a few times. Okay, yep. It's a really lovely place. Is it yep. Slov, um, Slovenia or Slovakia? Slovenia. Slovenia, okay, yes. Slovenia. Yep. yep. It's it's part of the old Yugoslavia. Right. Right okay. in the south of Europe. Yep, yep. I believe they've had GPs there before. I think you're right. They did they yeah, 100% have. I think they yes. have, yeah. 100% have, yep. So uh, I've also got uh, – so James Pearson obviously mm-hmm. rode uh, there as well. Yep. Uh, we spoke about James just before. He's done a lot of work with Boise and that here in the Australia. So he rides for Bellevue Colts mm-hmm. in the National Development League. He rides for Birmingham Brummies in the Championship as well. Yep. And he's also riding for Legno in the extra league around under 24s. So he was at the Voyans track. We all know how tricky Voyans can be. Very tricky. So, yeah, four points, unfortunately, for him. And uh, But I've got his audio here. He was nice enough to send us a message. Yeah, I knew it was going to be a hard day in Voyans. You know, the track's, the track's tricky and um, the opponents that I had, I, I knew all of them and I've been racing with them for years and I know they're all really good riders, like... I think five or six of them all landed on um, 11 points. So it was a very close meeting. And um, yeah, I just, I had really good gates all meeting. You know, I think I got four or five gates, but I just made some silly mistakes and um, that cost me obviously. Um, but in the last two, uh, good gates, good good riding, but yeah, just made silly mistakes. But it's speed away, I guess. And uh, hopefully next year I will, um, I'll be able to, do better and hopefully qualify. And James has only just turned eighteen, wow. yeah. so he's got well, he's got another three years to go in in that uh, division. Oh, so I love their attitude, both the boys. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely, fantastic. Um, so I'm just going to put my screen back up to the telly, which I can't seem to do at the moment. But uh, well, anyway, let's move on yep. to uh, our "You're the Best Rider of the Week." Mate, that is better. You like that? I, yeah, I, I made that up the other day, just chopped some sounds together. and That's, that's classic doily. Thought, oh, how yeah. good is it? It's, yeah. Wasn't that one of the best moments in recent in recent Australian history? Absolutely. You know, so Did, do you um, know if the Johns boys ever heard it? Where oh, well, for the listeners who don't yeah, know. Explain that. So Doyley won in 2017. So Jason Doyle is a Newcastle boy. Cardiff? Belmont. Cardiff? 
I'm not sure. One of yeah, yeah he's, he's he's a yeah, he's, he's, he's from around here. He's Lake Macquarie, Newcastle region. And was it ninety? Was it the ninety seven grand final? Or was it the two thousand and one grand final that the Knights? You're the league man. Not nah, me. I think it's gonna be ninety seven because I don't think. Matty Johns was playing for the Knights in 2001. Okay. Anyways, yeah, 97 NRL Grand Final and Matty Johns is getting interviewed. Uh, it would have been three or four. and No, it was, it was morning news. They were hammered, yeah. It was five in the morning on the Today <laughs> Show or something. Yeah, national news. And you should have seen, mate, Matty Johns, is, he just couldn't, he couldn't sit still. Mm. His, oh, he was high-beaming everyone. Yep. He was lit up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> and he was trying to interview with the local, with the, whoever was interviewing him. And you can see Joey in the background – Running back running and forth, up, yeah. and the reporter just asked Matty Johns, you know, what what did the win feel like? And he just said it was better than Lego, yeah, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't want to reenact it because, uh, but uh, yeah, it's Doily said that comment, and it was just it really hit home for us Newcastle There's boys. No Newcastle boys, absolutely, absolutely, hundred percent. And I, I know Doily and, and even Sam Masters, they're all massive Knights fans for sure. So that's, that's classic. That's yeah. So anyway, so I chopped that up and I thought I'd throw it in there and make a bit of a make yeah. the segment a bit more interesting. 100%. But in my uh, unprofessional opinion, the you're the best rider of the week for me is Mikel Mickelson. Now we all know he had that absolute blinder first heat in last week's Grand Prix. Amazing. Done what not many people have ever done on first f- race. Heat first one. race, mm. heat one. Yeah. For a gate one, mm-hmm. didn't even make the start and had to do it from the back. So we know what he's capable of, and he's a European champion in himself. So over his three rides, three nights in a row, on the 29th of this month, Chester Hover versus Torin, 3-3-2-3-3, one point away from a maximum against Torin. So Fudnov, uh, Patrick Dudek, Robert Lambert, like massive, massive teams to do it against. And then for Vastavik on debut, (laughs) Maximum <laughs> The next night uh, Against Ross Pagana yep. uh, Also paid maximum Two paid three 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 yep. Two paid three Fantastic Like uh, Unbelievable Unbelievable uh, As for his debut For the club uh, And then In the uh, Danish league uh, On the 31st The next night For Slanger I th- believe it's Slangerup Slangerup Is yeah. that how you pronounce it Yeah uh, Against Sonderland Yeah I'm not sure You never raced In the Danish league mm, No I don't how weird! I don't think for me to say I don't know. Doesn't that sound strange? <laughs> hey, you it's had a that big long ago. Well, I rode in Denmark, but very little. Yeah, okay, very little. Okay. Well, anyways, he he races in the local Danish league, just like a lot of the the world class Danish riders do. Uh, and he, uh, two, 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 three, 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 one. So yeah. sixteen points. Yeah. Um, like I said before, like the the riders that he was beating during that week: Robert Lambert, Pavel Chapelski. Uh, Patrick Dudek, and also Fudnov, Antonio Lindback. These yeah. are all world class riders. Yeah. So for him to go and score, you know, that many points mm. in the space of three nights, he's on form. By far, he's yeah. my rider of the week. Um, and what better time to do it leading into leading into Pro. the Grand Prix this this week? Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Perfect timing for him, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Hundred percent. Now he's in form he's for in sure, form. and he needs to do something because he's sitting in. I think he's sitting in eleventh in the Grand Prix standing so far, and. Didn't ride in the qualifiers recently. Well, we're going to get to that. That's yeah, we're we're going to get to the GP I'm trying qualifiers. Trying to get my head around that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm trying to get my head around a lot of those blokes who don't enter the mm, qualifiers. They must be confident in their own ability. Must be. But we we're going to get to that. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll move on. Just a quick special mention, guys. Uh, Toronto's very own, our good mate of ours, mm-hmm. uh, Toronto local Mitch Clough. 
He's just in absolute amazing form. Uh, just recently on the 30th, Chester Hover versus Lesno. Mm-hmm. So he was up against Maurice Brown and, okay. and James Pearson. Yeah. And now he scored 12 points yep. of four rides. So you would get any better than that. Well, apart from a did not finish in his second ride, so five rides technically, you know. But to to go out there, mate, and score a win, a did not finish due to an engine failure, and then back that up with a win, win, win. He's obviously jumped on his second bike, I'd assume, if he's had an engine failure. Sure. On his second bike and pump out another couple of wins, Uh, just riding that wave of confidence. So good, Mitch. It's it's awesome. So good. Is um Mitch? I'm not sure with these young. Boys riding in the under twenty four. Is Mitch riding on an Aussie license? I'm just I'm I'm planning I'm my mind's going forward for him getting a spot in the main team. Yeah. Like, okay. Does he come into the main team? If they give him a go in the main team, like, you know, with um Mickelson and yep. and Leon Madsen, those boys, does he ride as an as a foreigner, as an Australian? I would only assume so. Yeah, yeah, um probably, yeah. I, I know So pretty tough for him to get a start. Yeah, I know in a warm up match in the sparring that they do pre season, I know um Fraser Bowes yes. stu- stepped in for Smarslick. <laughs> yes. He, he he was wearing the number one. That's pretty cool. Um but it was only a sparring match. So I don't yeah. know what the rules are yeah. compared to the to the full on season, but yeah. I would only imagine, yeah, he's probably riding under Australian licence. Yeah. I don't know. Mitch, get in touch, mate. We'd love yeah, to let know. Us know. This is a new thing for me, this under 24, which yeah. is fantastic for our boys. Absolutely. Get, getting the opportunity. But I'm just trying to plan ahead how to, how can he, you know, riding that well, mm. you know, how, do you, how does he get to start in the main team, in the you know, extra league team? Yeah. If he's got to come in as a foreigner, he's basically got to come in as a Leon, um, Leon Madsen or a yeah. Michael Mickelson. That's yep. going to be hard work for him. Yeah, for sure. I c- Oh, in saying that, you know, young Casper Pudra, who had that nasty collision with Chris Holder, mm-hmm. which resulted in his injury. Yeah. I know he's a Danish uh, – he's a Danish – he's a Polish junior. Okay. But he regularly rides for Grujon's first team. But I know he's Polish. Well, that's, they can go in. At, they yeah. can go in whenever they want. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But i tell you what, after – so this is Mitch's last five meetings. Yeah. Right? 14 points, eight points, four points in his third, but it was called off halfway through. So he – would have scored a lot more, and then ten, and then twelve, 12 recently. Good on him. Like you know, it's it's only a matter of time before you know second division Poland yep. come knocking, Knock, third division Poland. You know, Sweden up, maybe. Sure, hundred percent. And I know Tony's still over there jumping up and down after every <laughs> race. It's oh, it's amazing to watch. Good on your boys. Yeah, absolutely. Good on it, Um, quick shout out, guys, to Maitland Travel. Uh, Alan Chapel's got in touch with me, and and I think what he's doing is. Absolute fantastic thing, you know. It's uh, it's Maitland Travel are essentially a speedway holiday company that source everything from flights, accommodation to the speedway tickets to the event you want to go to, um, to travel to and from the stadium, uh, travel to and from the airports. You know, if if you're an Aussie guy here and you think shit, I'd love to go watch the Cardiff Grand Prix, you know, at Millennium Stadium. Well, you can contact Maitland Travel, who are in the UK, and they'll literally sort out everything for you. Yeah, good, Zach. Now, I've got a, just a bit of, did you know, a bit of trivia. Go on. They're called Maitland Travel. That's a pretty cool name. Do you know why they're called Maitland Travel? 100% I do. Okay. Totally relevant. Go on, tell me. It, well, five, ten minutes from where we're sitting right now, yep. Speedway started mm-hmm. at the Maitland Showground. Yep. Hence the name Maitland Travel. I think it's fantastic, Ellen, how they've done that. Yep. And it's a hundred years. It is this year. You know, it's a hundred year anniversary. Speedway. This year, nineteen twenty three. Yep. Started at Maitland Showground. Mm-hmm. So how how important is this that 
Maitland travels. 100%. And I, t- I tell you what, like, it's pretty cool. You go to your local flight centre or your, your travel companies and they do it all for you. But these guys are speedway specific. You know, like people like us, you know, Logan and I are planning our honeymoon in April next year. Yeah. Shit, I might just, might have to twist her arm and say, oh, we need to go to Cardiff for the, for the GP. I'll just call up Maitland Travel and get it done for us. You got it sorted, You know, it'd be awesome. Yep. So, and as well, Maitland Travel, so Alan and a couple of his mates, they're actually bringing the Barmy Army, oh, right a bunch eh? of British fans, yeah. over to Australia. How cool. In December, January to do the to Aussie, do the big trip. Aussies, yeah. Which we're going to do. Yep. So we'll definitely see them out on the road. Look forward to it. So Alan, I hope you're doing well, mate. And yeah, Maitland Travel, shout out. Get guys, get on them. If you Aussie listeners, if you want to get over there and watch some European Speedway, it doesn't have to be the UK. It could be Extra Liga, could be the World Cup, could be Speedway Nations, mm-hmm. any sort of major Speedway event. Maitland Travel will sort you out. All right, now this we're back on to the. Uh, you know, I so said we're going to talk about the Speedway qual- Speedway qualifiers. Oh yeah, we're going to get into this now. So it was held over four meetings. Mm-hmm. So the first one in Absenberg, Germany. Do you know much about the track? Uh, I've never ridden there. Okay. No, no, but it's it's um, it's our World Finals. It's it's quite a. It's been around um, in Speedway for years. Oh, they've, okay. They, I think they've held a, quite a few World Finals there. Right. Okay. I think yep. Sam Ermolenko won his World Final there in '93. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So no, and I think it's. I was actually looking some photos. It's pretty cool when you. You look at Europe, I think there's houses really on the border. Like you talk about English tracks closing down. Mm-hmm. I think if you look at photos of Abensburg, yeah, there's houses like almost on the pit. Oh, really? On the, on the fences. It's, Jeez, it's, you it's, have to be a bike fan to want to live there, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, yeah it's cool. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's um, it, it's it's a nice track. Yeah, sure. okay, cool. Good stuff. Well, the top four there was Jason Doyle, who won the event on 13, um, Premislav Pavlicki on 12, Dmitry Berger on 12, and Martin Smolinski on 12. Now, I guess the big surprising thing with that, uh, Kim Nelson failed to, to qualify. Mm-hmm. Um, very surprising as he's a current GP rider. And he, yep. he got into the GP this year through winning the GP Challenge last Challenge? year, yeah, okay. which was in, I believe, oh, Glasgow. Was it in Glasgow or was it in – it was in the UK somewhere, well, I, I believe. Glasgow. What, if it was UK, it was Glasgow, I'm yeah, sure it I was. Yeah, I think it yeah. might have been. Um, and then, unfortunately, uh, our very own, who actually lives about two minutes from here, because Pell or Main is right next to Curry, True. and Curry's right next to Head and Greedo where we are. Yep. Rowan missed out. Rowan Tungate uh, scoring seven points, uh, unfortunately. Um, so the – and the, uh, the other round, second round, was in – I believe it's pronounced Debrecen. Debrecen? Debrecen. Debrecen. Debrecen Hungary, yeah. Debrecen Hungary uh, with Jack Holder uh, winning that on 13 points. Uh, and then the other qualifiers was Lebedev's uh, Michael Jepsen Jensen and Jakob Torsell. Uh, unfortunately, Adam Ellis missed out after scoring 11. Uh, and my big surprise to miss out was Yanis Kolodze, who was our last year. Uh, last week, you're the best rider of the week. Yeah, he was informed. That's surprising, isn't it? Very surprising. And, yeah. uh, you know, he's riding in Poland. So coming to Hungary, I don't know what, what what's Hungary like. Have you Did you ever ride in at this I did. Track? It was a bit bit like a Polish track. Oh, okay. It was quite long. I don't think it's very wide. Yep. But quite long, long straights. Um, but, you know, when I think of Janus over the years, I think that's that's him. That's a bit like Janowski. Okay. They're unbeatable. Yep. Some nights, yep. and then they'll ride tomorrow night mm. and they'll they'll you know give us a nine or an eight or a seven yep. score. It's It'd be frustrating for them. I like to call that the Christoph Kasperjak. Well, effect. there you go. Chris is another one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It must be, it must be frustrating for them. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then in Zana 
uh, Zarnikova, I believe it's pronounced in the Czech Republic. Uh, Vashilik won the event on 13 with uh, Vozniak second. Luke Becker third. I was stoked for How Luke. Cool is that? Coming off his shocking ankle break. Um, first event back. Mm. You know, comes into a GP qualifier and comes third. Uh, and Freddie Jakobsen at on 12 points. Now, listen to these four names that have missed out. Yep. Robert Lambert. Unbelievable. Who Freddie Jakobsen beat Robert Lambert. Oh, sorry. Jakobsen and Becker beat Robert Lambert in a runoff. Wow. Okay. Max Frick missed yep. out. Yep. Bartosz Schmechtala mm-hmm. and Vaclav Milik. Yeah. There's some four riders where... There is a world where if you said to me the top four that got fourth and then the bottom four who missed out, if you swapped them over, yep. it would that wouldn't surprise me no, exactly. at all. That's probably obviously a strong out of the four, bit unlucky there. It's quite a, a strong lineup in the four. Hundred percent. Well, by the looks of it, that the Czech round in, in Zanakova, that was by far the strongest, the strongest lineup sure. uh, of riders. But Becker, how good? I believe Greg. Hancock was in his corner, he been was. helping him out heaps. Yes, absolutely. He absolute was. credit to both of them getting getting them an American into the challenge. Yep. Which we need. World speed we need. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, you think about uh, when Greg Hancock retired, apart from Greg, the last last US uh, permanent Grand Prix rider would have been Billy Hamill. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine. And before him Sam. Sam. Yeah. So really there's yeah. not many U, uh, US riders that are in the Grand Prix. In you know, so yeah, awesome to see. God, I hope he, hope sure. he has a blinder. Yep. Um, and then the last one was in Lenigo in Italy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Piotr Pavlicki winning that event on 13 points. Um, good to see the Pavlicki brothers both sure. doing well. Um, and then Nico Cavardi on uh, Jan Kavec and uh, friend of the show, Paco Castagna, round out that top four. Um, and unfortunately, uh, and Lizzie uh, missed out on that one, as well as Oliver Bernson as well missed out. So, and we all know um, Burnson was a Grand Prix rider, not last year, but two years ago. It's You look at it, 11 points and missing mm. out. Mm. That's pretty, that's hard. Shame, isn't it? isn't it? That's, yeah, that's, you know, to get to a Grand Prix, to yep. get to a world level and, you, yep. and you're going through a qualifier scoring 11 points mm. and not moving forward. Yes. That's, um, yeah. that's tough competition. It is, absolutely. But you know what I like about, about these four meetings is that they are a world final format. Mm-hmm. True. There's no, no semis and no final. No semis, no final. It's That's just old school. The best score from your five rides, mm. and that to me brings out the best in people. Yeah, yeah it's hard to argue that format. Yeah, absolutely. And two, well, two Italians. Yes. Oh, obviously an Italian, Italian track. Now I, I believe they would have they would have drawn the Italian boys to ride in Italy to get that crowd in. One hundred percent. The promoters deserve that. Yes, for sure. And and blokes like Paco Castagna, who's such a crowd favourite, mm. who's so entertaining to watch, yep. you know, he's going to bring in a, an amazing crowd. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I've just got some things here. So in the Grand Prix Challenge, mm-hmm. there's actually five nations who are not currently represented in the Grand, the Prix, Grand Prix this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. So we spoke about Luke Becker before in the US, yep. Yep. Uh, Andre Levadebs, uh, uh, Latvia, and then Cavardi and Castagna for Italy, Smolinski. German, yep. and Jan Kvek in Czech Republic. Yeah, geez, it'd be cool if one of those guys or numerous of those that list could make it into the Grand Prix to give that more diversity of 100%. representation. Hundred percent, mate. Yeah, that's a good stat. I mean, Lebedev's has rode in the Grand Prix before. I believe he's been a reserve mm-hmm. at times. Mm-hmm. Um, Smolinski has. Smolinski has. Well, Smolinski had that very famous win in New Zealand. He did didn't he? That pretty yeah. much. A, it was pretty much a long track. Yeah, that big sprint car track. Yeah. Um, 
Czech Republic. I think Vaclav Milik has rode a few times in the Grand Prix, but he's right. never been a mainstay. Yes. Um, but, I mean, I can't remember in any recent era of an Italian rider being a permanent Grand Prix rider. No, I... Jeez, I'm struggling. Amanda, well... Yeah, Paco's father. Paco's father. Yep. Was, he was in a few world finals. He, But after Amanda, there was... Oh, Delcelli, there was a few of them. Okay, there was a few of them. Were they were they Grand Prix stats stature? Probably not. If you if you're talking top sixteen, yeah, no, probably yep. not. Yeah, okay, no. So, if either of those Italian boys, um, you know, the, how cool would that to get one of them boys? But this is this is hard, this is uphill for them. Yeah, absolutely. The challenge. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What, three only, three only from the yeah, challenge. Yeah, only the top through? three. Only the top three. Yeah, that's 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 that's. Cutthroat in it, and you and there these these boys that we're talking about, Beckers and Lebedevs and Castagna and Cavardi, they're up against Jack Holder, mm. they're up against Jason Doyle, yep. they're up against the Pavlicky brothers. The Polish boys, yeah. it's going to be mm. a cutthroat event, and the best part about it all is that it's going to be a world final format. Yeah, yeah, it's just going to be the, the five best performances you can put in mm-hmm. for sure. Now, speaking of Paco. We absolutely love Paco Castagna here at Heat One Motorsports. He's an absolute legend. He's always given us feedback on the podcast. He listens every week. He sends us voice messages. He's an amazing guy, amazing guy. So I got in touch with him, and I just wanted to ask him how his, how his night went because the photos I saw, he celebrated pretty bloody hard. He, said he absolutely loved it. So, um, yeah, I'll play this, uh, play this reaction for you now. Yeah, mate, five past two in the morning, coming back from Wolves, so <laughs> perfect. Nah, Saturday was on Rio, mate, on Rio, 5,000 people in Lonigo, and uh, I was just uh, calm and, and focused on what I had to do. Uh, there were so many big riders in the meeting, and I knew that the starts were so important that, uh, yeah, everything went perfect, to be honest. I was one point of a runoff with Pavlicki for the win, and in the last hit, uh, I was very close of, uh, of doing it, but it was, you know, restarted uh, after a crash. And now I was very happy, you know, uh, result, it's a result of a career, I would say, you know, so far, I've, that's my best result. And I'm over the moon. <laughs> now it's like five starts away from my GPS, they say, but, you know, it's true. if you look at the list, <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> There's more coming. It's like I'm, I'm the only rider that really shouldn't be there, but, you know, so much hard work behind the scenes that nobody see, like, no professional mechanics, uh, no, like, only, like, uh, friends helping me and, and all th- that kind of stuff that makes me work very hard and train and, and do all that. So, you know, I'm, I'm very happy about it. And, yeah, I'm, I'm just overwhelmed. I can't, I can't believe it yet, so... Now it's more hard work to put in. Hopefully, uh, a team in the top in the top division in the UK or League Two in Poland will call me, and you know more meetings and yeah, just keep progressing. So I'm over the moon and yeah, very happy to to keep the white suit clean, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> keep on doing what you're doing with the podcast, mate. Absolutely loving it. Say hi to the boys. He's a, he's a crack up, isn't he? That's cool. He's one of the nice guys of the sport. And did you notice what he said in there about the white suit? Keeping it clean. So did you know he's been riding? Where he's been I we- didn't know, no. He's been wearing a, re- a white suit this season. Oh, okay. Well, he's just brought it out for the first time 
in this uh, GP qualifier. Yep. So I'll actually get some photos up because we, oh, you we got some photos. We we spoke about how you wore the white suit for many years and no yeah. one else really did. Yeah. So for the listeners at home, I'll put this up. Uh, I'll put this up on the YouTube so everyone can see it. Look at that moustache too. That's doesn't cool. he look good? Hey? But it's just so refreshing to see a white suit these days. Yeah. It's so it it very rarely does it does a white suit come Is out. Is his bike white? Is he no, his bike's not white. I've got a photo here of his bike. So he's still wearing his, his blue and yellow or his dark yeah, dark yeah, blue yeah. and yellow. Yeah. But um yeah, I asked him about the white suit and he actually sent me a message saying when you when we spoke about it on the podcast a few months ago, he said I've I've had it in the making and I just didn't want to tell you so I was just gonna wait yeah, yeah. and wait till he's noticed. Um so no, he's only got the white suit. He hasn't got the white bike, but he said he's going to wear it all season. Every individual meeting, he'll wear it. Oh, good, could be a good omen for him. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Wouldn't that be? Yeah. Wouldn't that be unreal? He's a good motorcyclist, old Paco. Yeah. I've, I've seen a few videos of him. He can ride a bike. He can. Yeah, he can absolutely. He's he's loose on the bike and he yeah, throws it around. Yeah, and he's, he's he's got no fear. He needs mm. to he needs to get his emotions in in check going to the to the challenge. Yep. And like he said, he's only five rides away. Mm. You, you've got to make it simple like that. Yes. You've got to forget about the Jason Doyles and and those riders that he's going to be competing against yes. in yep. Sweden. Yep. And just break it down like that. Yeah. I'm five rides. I can ride a bike. Mm. Back himself. Yep. Well, if he can do it here, I know he got fourth place, but yeah. like you said, he's only one point off a, off a runoff for first place. Yeah, mate. Look at him celebrating there. Yeah. Just absolutely Loving it, <laughs> and good on him. And he he said in that uh, interview just then that this is his career, career, uh, career ride. That was his career highlight. Yeah, good on him. So yeah, absolutely stoked for him. Uh, back yourself, Paco. Yeah, back yourself, Five, mate. Your, your attitude's perfect. Five rides and you're in. And he he knows he the best part about it is he understands that he said he probably shouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. So take that into the meeting yep. with you've got nothing to, to lose. lose. 100%. Nothing to lose at all. So, mate, we're all behind you here. Uh, you know, we love our Aussies, but, you know, you're, you, we, I look at you as one of us. So, yeah, do right, do well, mate. Ride hard, ride fair, and, yeah, just, just go for it. Good on just you. rip in and make sure that white suit stays clean. Absolutely. Because if it's clean, it means you're out in front. Dead right. <laughs> exactly. That challenge is looking to be a big meeting, though, isn't it? It is going to be a big meeting. Goodness. Uh, with a lot of talent. Mm. Well, speaking of the talent that's in that meeting, I want to ask you now. There's been a bit of bit of backlash, a bit of bit of keyboard warriors going around saying mm-hmm. that they don't believe that the current GP riders should be riding in the challenge and in the qualifiers mm-hmm. for the next year. Yep. What's your opinion on this? Because you know it's really divided a lot of people. A lot of people say they should, and a lot of people say they shouldn't. Mm. It's not really favouring one or the other. Have you have the keyboard warriors come up with an alternative before we sort of make comment? Well, that's like what what do they want the GP riders to do? Like, I I hear you saying absolutely. You know, may, maybe they're assuming that well, if you're not good enough to make the top six, maybe you need to step down and give someone else a go for the next following season, mm. and then you go to the Grand Prix, Grand Prix qualifiers the following year. Yeah, I I don't know what the alternatives what these people are wanting. Yeah, no, I I I no. I think the Grand Prix that you know we use the boys that have just done it, you know um, mm-hmm. Lambert and Doyley and Jack and Max and all the boys that have gone into the Grand Prix qualifier, they deserve it just like everyone else, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Mm-hmm. Now I, I think they deserve to be there. And if you're a rider coming through and you're a rider, you know, for example, like Paco, who's, who's trying to get to a Grand Prix, mm-hmm. well, you've got to beat them. Mm. You, you've got to beat them to, to to be the top sixteen rider in the world. Yep. Um, so now I I. 
I think they deserve their spot. Yep. Um, absolutely, I do. Well, I guess the, w- the way the Grand Prix Challenge is, it's designed to, to get the best, I don't know, the best top three riders mm. away from a wild card or, or apart from the top six that win it. You just want the next best three to, to, to progress. That's all it is because that's the, Grand, the top three of the Grand Prix Challenge go through. Yeah. So they're just they're setting four rounds mm. and they give, what is that, 16 blokes per round the chance to, to make a Grand Prix qualifier. So th- the aim of it is to get the best three blokes. Well, they want the world's best. So why can a rider who might finish 10th in the world, mm. he's, he, he, should, he would still be there. Mm. You know what I mean? So I just, I just feel as though that the Grand Prix Challenge is designed to get the best riders. It is, 100%. So why can the best riders not ride in the GP Challenge? Yeah, look, it's, we, as, a, as a sport and the promoters who are running the World Championship, mm-hmm. they want to secure the best 16 riders in the world. That's the aim of the game. That's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You, you, want, you want the best riders on show. Yep. Um, so if you're an inspiring rider and you want to be a best 16 rider in the world, well, you've got to prove it. You've yep. got to actually do the miles, do the hard yards, do the sacrifices. And the opportunity, you've been given the opportunity. Yep. So, like Paco's saying, he's you know it's the best he's ever done. He's got no mechanics. He's doing it all off his friends and yep. stuff. So he's he's in the grind. He's sure. in the grind now, trying to get there. So, um, so the promoters want the best sixteen. So it is tough when you think mm. only three go through to the challenge. That's that's daunting. Yeah, that's daunting. But you got to go in there backing yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a question though. I understand. I understand a bit of the angst. What people you can sort yep. of, I understand what they're saying. Yeah, but I don't necessarily agree with that. Six, it used to be, I think, the top eight yes, automatically. Yes, it used to be. Yep, yeah, and the they've cut Prix. it down to six now, Yep, which I think is not too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it keeps the boys on their toes. 100% it does. You know, finishing the top six is a hell of a lot tougher than finishing the top eight. Yep. Um, but again, the, the promoters are looking after their their brand by giving them, like putting the best six in. Yep. And then they're taking the next five. Yes. They've got wild cards. Yep, which are selected by FIM board. Yeah, and... Well, I, yeah, I, I contacted uh, Jan Steckman, who's yep. part of the Track Racing Commission FIM. Yes. He's putting the goggles on here. Yeah, so you need to be able to read. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the – where it is here? Jan, Jan's, Jan's been amazing. Um, it's great to have contacts, isn't it? Especially in, in Jan's position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they've got five wild cards, and they're selected by the, the Spiro Grand Prix uh, Commission, which – which is yes. the race director. Yep. So that must be Phil Morris. Phil Morris, yep. yep. The CCP director, which is the track commission from FIM. Yep. The FIM sports director and and the promoter okay. being Discovery, I'd imagine. Yep. So they select the next five. So they're protecting their brand yep. by putting, the you know, if a Ty Wolfenut or a Jason Doyle or even a Smarslek, if they have an injury or whatever and, they, and all of a sudden they find themselves out of the mm. – well, they need that guy. Sure. So they 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 select the next best five mm-hmm. to keep to keep the best in the world. Yep. And then they've got the European champion, yes. which I think is a good he additive gets, this he year. Gets the yeah, spot. he, he yep. deserves it. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. So he's obviously world class. If you won a European World Championship, yep. Um, you, you certainly deserve it. And then the sixteenth rider is is the wild card. Yes, that changes every every GP. Well, that's you need that. Yep. You need that, like we're going to Prague this week, so you need a, a local boy yep. to be part of it. Which I believe will be, I think it's Vaclav Milik. Milik? Yeah, he's, yeah, and he's, he's done. A, I think he's done a few wild cards in Prague. He has. And yep. I think he's done all right too. He does, yep. 
Um, yeah, so they're protecting their brand. So yeah, it's it's really it's it's a tricky argument mm. for them, and only taking three from the Grand Prix challenge. Yep. Um, it's hard work, but each rider's got their got their opportunity to do it. Well, like you said, like the the FIM want to put the best riders in, mm. you know. Hence the the Grand Prix challenge. The top three go through. But see, there's a lot of people that are saying, you know, uh, Jason Doyle and Jack Holder, they come back to do the Grand Prix, uh, the Grand Prix Challenge, apologies. And, you know, they're already in the Grand Prix, so there's probably riders like your Paco or or Nico Cavardi or, you know, yep. these fringe guys mm-hmm. who just need to make that one step to make world class. You know, well, they're like, well, these current GP riders are taking spots away from these guys, right? But you put them in the same meeting mm-hmm. – you got to win the meeting. Mm. You like so. I, I I don't understand where people saying that Jason Doyle shouldn't ride in the Grand Prix Challenge when no one in the Grand Prix Challenge can beat him. Mm. So, you know, until these guys start to beat Doyle on a on a regular basis, basis. Th- they're not going to cut it in the Grand Prix. No. So, the GP Challenge need those Grand Prix world class riders mm-hmm. to keep all these other guys. This is what you're up against. Grounded, realistic. This is what's coming. Hundred percent. You know. And look, if these, if the Doyle and the the Maxes and the holders finish in the top six, Mm. well, and they finish behind them in the challenge, well, they they move up. That's correct. So they're not taking that spot off from there. Yeah, that's right. Now they will they will get in. You know, maybe a spot though in the qualifying rounds. Mm -hmm. You know, say for example, uh, oh. Can't even think of one rider now. Say, say Jason Doyle comes uh, fourth in that GP qualifier, and he knocks out a young Tom Brennan from England, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, and then Doyley makes it to the to the Grand Prix Challenge, and um, same thing. Doyley comes in the top six, mm-hmm. but see, Tom Brennan doesn't get that spot because he got knocked out in the qualifier earlier on. Earlier, yep. so I, I can see, I can see why people can go that way. But I still think the whole the whole idea is to get the best the best lineup to that's, get the best riders. That's the full stop on it. Yeah, hundred percent. You, you could like as a as a rider and the way I I think and and I'm, I will use you Paco because he's been on just now and he's he, you know he's right he's only five rides away. Jason Doyle's only one man. Mm. He's only one person and he's only and unless it's a runoff he's only got to meet him once. Yep. In that. In that race mm-hmm. to beat him, it's not as if he's racing Jason Doyle every race. Yeah, five times. Five times. Mm. So, and the the chance of Paco on beating Jason is real. Mm. Absolutely, he's only got to trap him. He's only got to believe in himself. Yep. And anyone's beatable. Yes. It's up to the human. It's up to the individual. Yep. So they've all got the opportunity. Yep. So, I I feel I I I got a bit of an idea what they're saying. Yep. But reality, no. If, yeah. if you want to be a six top sixteen riders in the world, you need to earn it. Yes, and, yep. and you have every rider has the right. Yep. To, to, they're given that opportunity. I did see one alternative, where the top six from the Grand Prix automatically go to the to the next round, and then positions seven to twelve, mm-hmm. then go to or fall back to the challenge. No, no, no. They go to. They verse the top six from the Grand Prix Challenge. Okay, yeah, that's good. So that's, the top yeah. six from the GP Challenge yeah. finish the bottom verse the bottom six mm. of the Grand Prix yep. final standings, yep. and they make sort of like a a Grand Prix Challenge two point mm. whatever. I understand? You know what I mean? Mm. You know, so you know, rather than just take the top three guys from the Grand Prix Challenge and go right, I use it now in the Grand Prix. You know, take the top six from the Grand Prix Challenge and then mix them in. With the bottom six from the f- 
previous Grand Prix year. Grand Prix year, yeah. Righto, boys, now go at it. Now we're going to take the best six. Yeah. You know, so that was one alternative, which I didn't That's mind. a reasonable argument. I didn't mind that. Yeah. And I thought, that'd be a bit of a spectacle. That's a, absolutely. Sort of a bit of a rivalry and thought, you know. Put like, a bit more pressure on the current boys to get going and get in that top six. And, you know, we talk about there's an argument people aren't liking current Grand Prix riders riding in it. But what about the argument that, what about the boys that aren't doing so well in the Grand Prix this year mm-hmm. that have chosen not to ride in the Grand Prix Challenges? Mm-hmm. So, for example... Anders Thompson, mm-hmm. uh, Mikkel Mickelson, yep. Leon Madsen. All, all three Danes. There's a there's a lot of there's a lot of riders there that aren't doing too great, but they chose not to go to the Grand Prix Challenge. Mm-hmm. They're just sort of in a way, it's like they're they're banking on either the the European win mm-hmm. or a wild card spot. Yeah. What do you say to that? Well, this well, this is something that Jan uh, Jan Stackman brought to my attention. Historically, mm-hmm. um, the top ten, historically the top ten riders in the Grand Prix have generally made their way back in. Yep, yep. That's what statistics are telling us. So yeah, so you're talking, they're they're either relying on on those stats. Yep. Um, that's the only one thing I can think of. You know, like, you know, to finish in the top six, you know, that's tough. Mm. The way it's looking at the moment. Yep. Um, I can only think that they're banking on a wild card. Yep. Now, is that how do you how do you look at that? Is is that a little bit of arrogance? Mm. Like I'm really proud of our boys, yeah. of our three Aussies, mm. for for putting themselves out there. Yep. And going to the Grand Prix challenges. Mm. So I think if those three boys don't make the top six this year, yep. I think they fully deserve a wild card. Yep. Just the fact that they've they've put themselves out there and sure. they've gone to the Grand Prix challenge, yep. uh, the qualifiers. So I'm not sure. You know, you talk about the three Danish boys. Um, there's obviously some more boys there that ha- who didn't put himself out in the challenge in the qualifiers. Yep. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's for me. It's a bit. I'm not sure how I look at it. Yeah. I'm a bit undecided with it. Yeah, it's. Uh, oh, I know what you mean. It's it's a bit of a it's an uneasy feeling. Like you 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 want them to be trying as hard as possible, but you know, for them to for them to obviously not be going that well choosing not to go to the Grand Prix, mm. uh, to, to the challenge, it, it just feels as though that's probably what they're thinking. Mm. We obviously don't know. We don't no. know if they're just banking on a, a wild card swap. I don't know them personally, and I'm not putting shit on anyone, yep. you know. But I just I feel as though – may, or maybe it's the opposite. Maybe they are just that confident in themselves that they will turn this season around with the, with with seven Grand Prix to go. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> eight Grand Prix to go. Interesting to see what happens, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but I don't mind your your suggestion there. Like mm. that would probably make him think twice about it. Yep. Yep. Um doing what you what you suggested there is putting the you know the the riders who finish out of the top 6, mm. put them in with the top 6 from the challenge. Yep. Throw them in a meeting and yep. see what happens. Say go for it boys. Fight to the death. Yeah, fight yeah, to the death. And yeah. it will be that cutthroat. Yeah. 100% it will and be. And that that would sort of shut down the keyboard warriors that you know that mm. you know six yeah, six six guys are getting an opportunity rather than three because that bottom six, uh, th- those bottom six riders or however many that g- it gives them a kick up the ass. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you guys didn't make this, mm-hmm. so now this is it's the it's the last chance qualifier yeah. that they talk about in motocross. Yeah. You know, to make that that main LCQ. It's yeah. the same thing. It's the yeah. last chance qualifier. Yeah. Like, if you didn't do too well this year. You need to go up against these six throbbers who are dying mm-hmm. to be in their spot. I want a Mikkel Mickelson or Leon or any of these boys who didn't elect to go into the mm. 
Grand Prix qualifiers. I, I want to know why. Hmm. I would love that. Love to know that answer. Do you reckon they tell you? <laughs> they probably would. Uh, I, I don't think so. And I would love to. I would honestly. I'd assume it's just their confidence. Yeah. But it's just yeah. Scotty. Scotty Nichols, <laughs> talk to the boys hit for us. Up, hit them up, mate. <laughs> Let us know what happened to the qualifiers. Yes, yeah, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, see what happens. But yeah. speaking of GPS, there is one in two days' time. True, cannot wait for it. True, the Marquetta Stadium. Mm. I actually did a bit of research. You rode there in four Grand Prix. Did I really? Two thousand, two thousand one, two and three. Okay. Yeah. Do you remember your two thousand Czech Republic Grand Prix? Not 100%, no. <laughs> you made the final. Oh, did I? You made the final and got fourth. Well, that's cool. Yes, yep. Was that my first year? It was your first year back. Yep. Wow. Was an, I was an old man too, compared then. Sorry, it was your first year back in the Grand Prix. Right, okay. Yep. yep. You were actually wearing your, your hard-as Adelaide um, oh, two-piece sh- two piece shirt. Mark, Mark Lemon put me onto that. Yes. Yeah, yep. yeah okay. So you were, no, you were wearing number 21. I got to the final. Yes, got to the final. Cool. Um, so I think uh, in one, two, and three, though, you you didn't do that well. Right, okay. I think 12th or 19th and 15th or something. But I've got a feeling that might have been the era of the knockout system too. It was, yeah, absolutely How it was. How cutthroat was that? Yeah, it was. Oh, that was deadly. It was. Two races you had to prove yourself. I'm pretty sure it was round one of 2000. Mm-hmm. You got fourth. Right. Round two was in Sweden. Oh, yeah. Where you got third. Oh, I do remember that. So you 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 had a red hot, and it was only six round Grand Prix. Wow! So you were red hot that season. Yeah, and you, uh, you obviously you tailed off a bit in the last four rounds because I think you wound up eighth in the world that year. Yeah, sure. So yeah. well, that that you know, we took we were arguing here about not arguing, we're discussing about you know the Grand Prix qualifiers and how cutthroat the mm. challenge is. Well, that back no, there might have been twenty four riders in those days. It was. Yep. And two, you had two heats to prove yourself. Mm. So if you have a Chain failure or a bad start, and you can run a last or a third. Mm. Your next race, if you don't finish the top two, you're going home. Yeah, yeah, that was hard work. It's, it's funny. This has just come to me now. <laughs> uh, me and Mum were talking the other day, yep. and she was saying that uh, she had a conversation with Smudger Smith, oh Smithy, yeah. Andy Smith. Yeah, yeah. And he just kept getting knocked out after two rides. Yeah. And he had a bit of a. Uh, he, he said to Mum, he said. Why do I do this to myself? I can hear Smithy <laughs> yeah, saying yeah, that too, exactly. bless him. Yeah. That was cutthroat back then. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was, absolutely, absolutely. It was. So, yeah, so Czech Republic this weekend. Marquetta, uh, it's it's going to be good. Uh, the Grand Prix so far this year have been amazing. Mm-hmm. The footage, the, the telecast, Scotty Nichols, everything, Phil Morris, the, it's it's an amazing spectacle these days. Yep. How do you see it going? Who who you, who you tipping? Well, Straight away, Dolly. Yep. Dolly's got a good record. Did you look at Dolly's stats on this around this place? Oh no, I didn't. I think he's got a pretty good record. Yeah, okay. Yeah, old Dolly, he goes pretty good. At, and um, he's in red hot form, so yeah, yeah, he's um, yeah, old Dolly. Well, well, our Wolfie. Yep. Yeah, this is an opportunity for the for the likes of Wolfie and Dolly to get something back on 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 Bartos. Yep. This yep. one here for sure. Yep. Um, Vasilek, he's a trapper. Mm. Um, well, there. Yeah. It's an opportunity for all those three who, who finished on last year's podium yep. to do something here and, and, and draw some points back. So I guess an off-the-cuff question to you, blokes like Wolfenden, uh, Mickelson, Madsen, if they don't perform this round, is it panic stations? Is it a holy shit moment? This Could be. Yeah. Could be. Because th- if they don't perform, that's three rounds in a row. Mm. 
and they're they're just the boys up above them are just pulling away. Yeah, I st- I still think <coughs> Dawley's the world championships only hope. Yep, to stick with mm-hmm. Bartos Marsley. Yeah. Bartos is that good. Yep, um, I think Dawley's. I'm. I, I was hoping Ty would be would would run with him. Yep, Ty's capable, um, but I hope we need Ty to do that. Leon Madsen's having a having a shocker. Yes, world number two. Um, yeah, I think it's an opportunity here for Dawley to do something, mm-hmm. and obviously for Ty to get himself back into it too. Yep, uh, I think young um, Janowski Magic as good as he is, he's, t- he's just too hot and cold. Yes, um, which is a real shame because yep. he's such he's so good. But yeah, this the boys need to do something. Yeah, they need to get a hold of Bartels. Absolutely, otherwise he, there's a chance of him running away with it. Uh, Marquette Stadium track. Mm. Do you what do you? Good track. Do you like it? Do you remember what it was like? Uh, it wasn't my favourite, but it's a good. Yeah, it's a good track. Um, it can be follow the leader. Yeah. Okay. It can it, it can become one of those tracks, but it's a genuine speedway track. Right. It's a permanent speedway track. Um, you need horsepower. Yeah. You, you need a good strong motor. Um, quite long straights. A little bit technical. So yeah, it's it's got all the ingredients to to, yeah, okay. to be a good night. Yeah. Sure. Mm. Yeah. Not very good. And uh, as well, uh, there's the SGP two. Kicks off as well tomorrow awesome. night. Early hours of tomorrow morning. Uh, Keenan Rue. I might even get up and watch that as well. Yeah, sounds fantastic. Awesome, awesome for him. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. I, I reckon, and I try to be as unbiased as I can. You know, I, I love the Aussies, but I just, I love the sport in general. I genuinely think Doyley's, he had something to prove last three weeks ago. Yep. And he crashed out in the final again. Yeah. I think he's going to have even more to prove this time. Mm-hmm. So... I'm but Max, our other two boys, Max and Jack, are, they're, they're, they've got the opportunity as well. For sure. Max is on form. Uh, ja- um, Jack. Bloody Jackie. Get them all mixed up with Chris. Mm. and Yeah, Jack's on form. Um, geez, Jack and – both them boys. Max has won a Grand Prix before. Yep, two. Um, yeah. He's won two before. This is exciting. This yeah. The boys need to do something. Absolutely. Mm. Well, that's it for us, I think. Uh, that was good. Yeah. That was an hour and 24 minutes. Um, I'm just going to finish it off with uh, next weekend, mm-hmm. the 11th of June, is round two of the New South Wales Super Sol- uh, Speedway Solo Super Series. So, Heat One Motorsports, we are going to be there. You and myself, yeah, cool. we're going to yeah, get yeah. there. Uh, hopefully, Anders will come too. He's going to try and get the day off work. Yep. Um, down at Nepean Raceway in Castlereagh. Uh, yeah, so on the 11th of June, we're going to head down. We're going to uh, have a, a, our marquee set up. We're going to have all our recording equipment we'll take a couple of cameras with us uh do some interviews talk to the boys uh get a bit of footage mm-hmm. probably record a bit of a podcast on there you know dribble some dribble and yarn catch up with a few of the boys catch Mick, up for the boys yep mcholder will be there yep. uh boise will be there as well yep. um so big shout out to matt adamson for giving us the invite down to check it out i uh, appreciate it mate well we'll be there with flying colors and uh yeah meet some of these young throbbers that are looking wa- forward to wanting it. to be a professional spur rider and you can tell them exactly all <laughs> about it 100 percent. hit us with a question boys yeah absolutely so and if you see us there Come say g'day. Uh, we'll be wearing uh, Heat One all over us. So, yeah, if you come come say g'day, ask questions, you know, we'll have a beer or whatever. It should be a pretty pretty good... Um, can I have a beer? Oh, absolutely you can. can. I? I'll drive. Oh, right. Yeah, I'll drive. So yeah, you, can, cool. you can have a couple of beers. Yeah, right. Cool. Yeah, Boise will have one with you. Yeah, he'll pop it top. I'd say. Yeah, 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 I might have to twist his arm and do a quick half an hour chat on the podcast while he's there. And even, mean, even in the pits, it'd be good. The bikes will be revving in the background. Mm. Good atmosphere. Yeah, looking forward to it. Should be all right. Yep. Well... That's it. That's all. That's all I got. Good on you, mate. Nothing else. Well. You, nothing else you got. No. 
Yeah, no, all good. We're about to go out and start the barbecue, though. Yeah, I'm going to have some uh, sausages. The old Aussie barbie. Yeah, uh, some uh, some onions, a couple of salami, maybe. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. It's 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 winter here in Australia, mm. boys in Europe, mm. as you know. It's still 20 degrees today. Oh, no, yeah. How good was it? <laughs> oh, it was awesome. We're going to fire this barbie up. So good. Righto. Well, yeah. let's get into it. Right Thanks heaps, guys, for uh, tuning in. I uh, hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, as always, you know, like, subscribe, uh, give us a follow, shoot us a message, uh, all that good stuff. You know, tweet. Uh, we're on it all. Uh, I'm still trying to work out TikTok. I'm slowly getting my head around it, but... Um, Anyways, guys, stay safe out there. And uh, if you're around uh, Nepean uh, next weekend, 11th of June, uh, hit us up and, uh, yeah, we'll have a chat. And, uh, anyways, stay safe, guys, and talk to you later. See Wilcher's got it in the back. Fantastic ride from Todd Wilcher. That was inspirational.